When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Welcome to Hey guys, I'm Sai. Welcome to Ace Podcast Nation, the home of the Danny Button Fight Show. This is episode 89, and uh, tonight we are having an exclusive interview with Cage Warriors flyweight title contender, Luke the Apocalypse Shanks. Uh, I'm delighted to welcome you back to the show. Luke, how are you, mate? Hey, very well, thanks, Sai. How are you doing, man? All good, mate. Looking forward to having a chat. We haven't had a chat for a for quite a while and um lots lots and lots has happened in the meantime but um just before we get into that i did want to say um danny is still struggling still ill so um he's not going to be joining us this evening um but his name is below us in homage to the man as he sleeps it off but um we're hoping hoping he'll be back on sunday uh when we'll be joined by uh bellator welterweight luke uh, luke Got Luke on the brain. Uh, Lewis Long, which I'm uh, looking forward to that. But be- before that, we've got uh, the title contender. Um, so I guess we'll start, mate, with... I don't know, where should we start? Do we start with the upcoming fight or do we start with the last time we spoke? And I guess let's go in chronological order. And I mean, the last time I spoke to you, we did, um, I think we did like a 20-minute interview about just your fight, which was upcoming at the time, which was you defending your title against um, Jake Hadley. You were confident in uh, how that was going to go, but there was a bit, there was a bit of needle there. Um, it's, I think it's safe to say that you and Jake are not friends. Um, we've spoken to Jake since on one of the Sunday shows. Um, obviously me and Danny covered the cage warriors cards as well and talked about the fights, gave our sort of opinion on how we saw it. Um, and we also had your coach, James Doonan, on uh, not so long ago. So but what I'm interested in is how you felt the fight went and what you obviously felt went wrong because you didn't get the result that you would have wanted. Yeah, yeah. It was literally 
I won it in September, so it was at that belt um, just under a year ago. So uh, yeah, I won that. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, it's such a horrific weight cut for that one. That mm. um, I, sh- I should have really been a wake up call that I was getting away with these terrible weight cuts. And then because uh, I was riding so high on the win, and then uh, um, you know celebrating visiting back home doing all that kind of stuff that that had eaten up about two weeks uh, i managed to get an infection <laughs> like um antibiotics um about four weeks and then before you know it you straight back into a camp because there was eight weeks in between the mistake i made was um just going straight back after it i i, I needed um some time to recover because yeah I'm one of the, like, um, yeah, you know, I'll know next time. <laughs> it's time yeah, to, it's... When it's time to take a break, or I'll, I'll be, um, yeah, going in there off the rails sort of thing, and that's mm-hmm. kind of what happened. And, um, yeah, I was supremely confident um, going back in in that last four weeks because I was feeling really good. And then, yeah, the last mm-hmm. sort of, when I made it to the scales, the last two pounds, it, it just—I was pretty gone on the way in the pitch, and then afterwards, I was just completely gone. I just—I um, didn't recover. Two, two bad weight cuts back to back within that time frame. Yeah, I, I was supremely confident going in until, um, until after the weight cut, and then I—it's bad. It's like, what'd you do? You messed it up. It's a scary scary yeah and the thing is with weight cuts i was going to say we um we talked about weight cuts a lot like if you have a bad one it is very difficult to 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 get past it and to then go and perform in a fight like 24 hours later or whatever because it takes so much out of you physically and i know you know we've seen many fighters over the years have these brutal weight cuts and you can see the effect on them. Not, not, and it doesn't always happen, you know, like two rounds, three rounds in. It can happen five minutes in or the first round. One which straight away sprung to mind when you said about um, like weight cuts was um, Oban Elliott, um, his fight against uh, Figlak on one yeah. of the trilogies a few weeks back. Like you could see within a few minutes, like he was really struggling physically and yeah. obviously, when you speak to him afterwards, and he had said he had a brutal weight cut, there's, yeah. it's it's unfortunate, isn't it? Because you you yeah, won that yeah. title <laughs> in one of the most one sided um, dominant title fights that many people have seen. Do you know, like you dominated for five rounds and you won the title, and I'm sure you were hoping to put on a similar display against Jake Hadley when you defended it yeah yeah i was actually running on a treadmill next to uh oban when uh oh yeah, yeah. he was cutting his weight and um i was like how much you got to go and he said six and um i said same because uh mm. his face would have been her- horrific if he'd have seen I- i'd still got about 16 pounds to go at that point it was a big mistake really so, yeah, yeah I- i've fixed it all now but um yeah, it's just one of them things. If if you're getting away with um, 
not having to have these sleepless nights cutting weight. Um, you're going to do it. But obviously, I've paid the price. I've lost my belt and then had a horrific year. And, um, yeah, in the meanwhile, I'm going to be getting it back. I mean, I've set myself back a year, essentially. And uh, Yeah, and... You never know. I might have, um, I might have done the weight cut, felt good, and still come up short. But I'll never know now. All all I know about it was, I was I was in the back <laughs> wrestling with uh, some of my teammates, feeling like weak. Like, oh my god, my arms are heavy, my legs are heavy. That's why the the wild sort of um, fight come out. It wasn't really emotional. It was more the fact. I thought I need this over with fast because uh, just didn't have anything in me. I sat there. Yeah. So. <laughs> See, that's that's that was going to be one of my next questions. Like, like I said, me and Danny talked about the fight at the time, and we both thought, sort of said you looked like you were quite emotional, which is so not like you in the bit. Which I know Danny said the same, especially when it comes to your, you know, your actual fights and stuff like that. And it, and you know, we all knew that there was this bit of. I don't know to put it to, to put it nicely. You didn't particularly like each other, so there was a bit of needle there. So from the outside looking in, I did. We were sort of wondering whether it was emotion, but like you just said, there it wasn't emotion in terms of you wanted well, to get your hands on him. It wasn't about that. There was there was more reasons. I think. Uh, yeah. Um, yes, that's like, interesting. I'll, I'll have to sort of up, update you on them later on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but, um, they, um, it's one of them ones you only really speak about, say, uh, when your fighting career is done. But yeah, there, there's always sort of things going on and uh, reasons for, for what you've done. But um, yeah, that's why a lot of a lot of the guys that are undefeated they've pulled out of fights last minute, this and that. I'm not one of them guys, man. Uh, probably would have been smarter my whole career but um so i don't do that if i signed to fight i fight and uh yeah so there was never a point where for that obviously it was your first title defense as well was there ever a point at you know at any sort of minute where you thought i might have to or you were going to pull out and do it at a later date did it cross your mind at all well, i kind of um Pretty much from getting antibiotics and all that kind of stuff, maybe. But at the end of the day, I, I'm not. Um, I, I'm sort of not living under my parents' roof like him. You know what I mean? I, I've got bills to pay. I, I can't afford to pull out of these fights. I've got to fight, and um, that's just the way I chose to do it. I just chose to put everything in, give up work, and just survive on a, a low wage to mm. fight full time and then yeah i just roll rolled the dice and see what happens and um don't really matter no no one really cares to to get in the ufc no one really cares what what you do or how you got there they only really care about the finished product so it's no it's no big deal on my part i mean it was embarrassing that I couldn't perform how I wanted to perform. But, yes, yeah, it's, it's all behind me now anyway. Yeah, and I mean, you, obviously you had your... You you came back and you fought Nicholas LeBlanc. And I mean, little did we know when you faced Jake 
in that title fight and obviously the fight didn't go your way that Jake would end up vacating that title because he was going to the uh, what we thought was going to be a, a fight in the contender series so then you fought um, Nicholas LeBlond and you're going to face uh, our recent guest Sam Creasy in the sort of flyweight tournament final so you're, you're, you only had one fight really which has not been a title fight and that was against Nicholas LeBlond. Um, yeah. Was did it was it important for you to after the Jake Hadley defeat to come back and put on a strong performance versus Nicholas LeBlond? Yeah, originally, well, say say three months after, I was eager to get straight back in there and um, got my weight down, got my diet in check, all that stuff, and uh, yeah, Amazing have uh, pulled out, and then. Um, that Sirdar Atlas was to take his spot and then he pulled out. I think he was just signing the fight to get his contract sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Which, um, fair enough, but it's a bit of a pussy move if you ask me. Mm-hmm. And then, um, but these guys have got to do what they've got to do. But, yeah, I, I kind of thought that going in. I was like, there's no way he's going to fight me four and one Swedish guy. And, uh, yeah, my teammate Scott done a right number on him anyway, so it kind of <laughs> yeah, kind of, kind of got that one back to back. So yeah, I, I've done that fight camp, and then yeah, you sort of you're at the end, like man, I've just went through a whole camp, and then you got to do it all again. And yeah, done it all again. I was fit and strong going into that one, and then um, I actually cut my arm on the the cage, just just right on the edge of the cage, and um, it was it was sort of just there. I was so fixated on getting my diet and everything in track that it managed to get a staph infection I should have been like covering it creaming it mm. and all that stuff but I was just training four hours a day all battered and bruised in these camps yeah. anyway yeah I got this staph infection I weren't feeling good and then um yeah one of my corner guys he he'd um his boy's been in the nursery, caught a virus, and he didn't know on his way up. He gave me this virus in the hotel. It was like Ooh. a disaster again. I'm thinking like, oh, man, I've done all my weight up properly, and this one's, I've ended up worse and feeling iller than the last one. But be, being ill with like a infections and duking, it did, it affected my, uh, rehydration because it was all course, yeah. going back down but um it wasn't the same fatigue as when you've like fully sapped your organs of like all the body. yeah i was gonna say it was bad but not that bad <laughs> yeah so that was important obviously to to get back on the winning thread because you know you don't want to make uh like losing a habit and i mean like for me, most fighters at some point are going to lose a fight. It's just the nature of the game, the way it is. Not very many fighters go through their whole career without losing. It's just the fact of fact of life and the fact of fighting. So it was important for you to get back on that winning thread. And of course, now you're back in the title picture. You, um, what I'm sure you feel like is your title anyway. Um, you're going to be facing uh, Sam Creasy. Um, you know, Sam was very complimentary of you uh, a couple of weeks back, but equally 
you know, was, was confident in his own ability and thinks that he will win. What about you? Like, I'm assuming something similar, most likely. But how do you feel about that that Sam Creasy fight now coming up? Yeah. Um, well, yeah, because uh, it's been a rough year. Um, I've had that many things go wrong now. Um, every, everything's going right this time. There's no, no like underlying injuries or anything like that. <laughs> yeah. That, that I've had before, you know, coming out of these fights, battles and bruised. So, um, yeah, I'm just, uh, it's almost like a relief just managing to get Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Get in the with any without anything going wrong so um yeah i mean like you say Sam, sam's a great guy he's, he's clearly um been very close to getting the belt in the ufc twice now i don't know if i'd have stuck in as long as him if i come up short twice but um fair play to the man it shows how much uh he wants it and it's obviously his life is a coach and just got his black belt in BJJ's his yeah. life as well. So um, yeah, he's a great guy. He's he's obviously been caught twice and finished um, when he's come up short on the belt. But in between, he's been pretty pretty flawless. So um, and I, I think he's changed his cardio again. Like I think it's got a lot better. Although. Um, uh, the the only two five round fights is is lost to have come right at the end. I think both of them. One was round three and one was round four, but um, he seems to have a fifteen minute window where he's very good, and then he seems to fade away. And I'm I'm not sure if he's sorted that, but um, I know when I've when I've done everything right, I can I can go five rounds very strong, you know. So, well, yeah. I mean, when we um, we talked about just now um, when you defeated uh, Samir Fadin for the title, that was just five rounds of non-stop, just you into him, all over him, smothering him, beating him, and it was just like I said, it was literally one of the most one-sided title fights I've ever seen. And I think, um, I, I can't remember what the stats were, but I remember that when we did the show on the Sunday after, there was loads of stats about, you know, the amount of takedowns and the amount of strikes being record-breaking. Yeah, it would have been, uh, it, it tied with an old UFC um, record, but it was because one judge scored it wrong. But it is what it is, yeah. Yeah. But uh, no, that I mean, and that showed obviously how uh, you know how, how strongly you can complete five rounds and how, how well you can get through five rounds, how intensely you can get through five rounds. Do you expect a stiffer task from Sam than than perhaps 
Fadine gave you, or even you know Nicholas LeBlond that also went five, uh, three rounds, or was, it, was that three rounds or five? Nicholas LeBlond. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a free free rounder. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. I just know um, Sam is a finisher, but um, I mean, if you look at my record, I'm I'm not getting uh, finishes, and uh, as the fight wears on. I almost get stronger towards the end. So, I mean, I'm I'm very confident in in the fact that if it goes the length, the whole way, um, I'll be coming out on top. And uh, yeah, like I said, I don't get finished much. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you said like you say, you you don't get finished. Um, and God, just going back to the Jake Hadley fight again, like Jake Hadley. Uh, I think has finished the majority of his fights and he didn't finish you wasn't able to finish you and and obviously like you've explained you had issues with your weight cut and stuff and he still uh wasn't able to get the finish um so it's going to be difficult for anyone including you know sam to get to get that finish um from that side of it so it's, I'm, it's going to be a fascinating fight mate i'm really uh, kind of excited and I'm not sure which way it's going to go from the outside like do you think it's going to be quite a, a strike heavy wrestling heavy grappling heavy how do you see it not necessarily your game plan but how do you think the fight may end up going um yeah I can see um I know I know if I hit hard they normally do shoot and then um that was the mistake I made in, in the Hadley fight as well. I'd hit him hard, and then I went in for the kill, getting a bit excited. So there was times in that Lebond fight where I knew there, there was a good chance I should have just finished him off right there and then when I caught him. But because of the way I'd uh, went in for the kill and then been taken down uh, in the past, I didn't want to make any other mistakes. So I just yeah. kept it nice clean and technical just yeah just putting on a, a nice striking display i wanted to work on my striking that's that's why i moved up to james Doolin because i think he's the best striking coach around so um yeah i really wanted to work on the striking and uh, yeah i've been working again it's like i've got the striking one out of the way now maybe i, I want to do the wrestling again <laughs> who knows um yeah, I know there's a good chance Sam will be wanting it on the ground. Um, <coughs> excuse me. Uh, him on top. But, yeah, I'll, I'll just plan on striking striking him up. And uh, I, I know... Is I'll that... Um, sorry, mate, to interrupt you there. I was just going to say, when you've if you've got, um, like, a fight, an opponent who you've got coming up and you know that they might be looking to take you down and they want to try and get on top. Um, is that as a fighter, do you then look at things like submissions from the bottom and things like that? Or will you just look at sort of yeah. defensive aspects of trying to avoid those situations? Yeah. Like I'm, I'm interested in kind of the tactical and the st strategic side of it in terms of yeah. what you'd look at as a fighter. Yeah, I, I pinged Le Bond, and um, again, 
I got a bit excited once in the fight and got taken down. And because obviously I didn't want that happening again, I've just been working straight back to the feet. So then I, I just got straight back to the feet. And um, I, I took him down before that. And um, I just stood straight back up because uh, I just wanted, to, it was almost like, oh, I'll see if I can take him down. I took him down quite easy. And then it's like, you've got it in the back of your cards. In case you get desperate, you can take the guy down. But if you can win on the feet quite easily, you're better off just um, taking the path of least resistance. So um, that's what I'll be doing. Just taking yeah. the path of least resistance. If he's causing me problems, uh, I'll go for a takedown. But if he's not, I'll, I'll just stay on the feet and um, defend his takedown. In terms of, um, and I don't necessarily just mean with this fight, but with fighting generally, are you kind of the kind of guy who wants to have a bit of fun in there and, you know, enjoy it? Or do you want to just get the fight done, get the win and get out of there with the yeah. the least amount of damage as possible? Because some guys, yeah, they just love I it, don't they? Like and then, before. Yeah, I was like that before. I just wanted to put on a nice display, you know. I wanted to yeah, wipe guys out, but um, yeah, of course, of course, I want to do that. But the first thing's getting the win, so I won't be taking any big risks like I've done in the past at this point in time. Because obviously, I've just been set back a year by uh, making some stupid mistakes. So first, get back on track. I mean, it'll be an exciting fight regardless but in terms of so yeah it will be exciting and i do like to excite but i won't be taking any silly risks like last time i'll just be uh, keeping keeping myself safe <laughs> yeah and i mean um uh danny who's in the chat he apologizes for not being joining us he's still not feeling very well for uh, any any latecomers wondering why danny's not here um but um, Danny says he agrees. He thinks uh, Sam will need to take it to the mat at some point to take the rounds with the judges uh, as he's unsure if he thinks he can keep up with the vicious pace on the feet from you. And I think, you know, that was, I agree with Danny, but, but that was one of the things, again, which stood out, uh, stands out generally in your fights, but particularly in the Fadine fight where you just, it was so intense for those five rounds that it was like just insane uh insane pace wasn't it um yeah we had a, a question sent in by gaz he sent it to me earlier on because i did thought i saw him in the chat but um he sent it to me earlier and he said um with jake hadley's uh contender series fight currently off because of visa issues when you or he said he says when you win the title versus sam creasy so he obviously fancies you um he says, would you like to have a rematch with Jake Hadley to put to bed uh, the feud and your defeat? Yeah, of course, man. Um, oh, anyone I've ever lost to, I, I always wanted a second shot. <laughs> yeah. And, um, yeah, it's no different. Um, I think that he's left in limbo now because I, I don't know if he bottled his uh, visa issues or whatever he done. He had enough time to get a visa, man. I, I think it's a tactical move by himself. But then, um, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't think Cage Warriors want him back, so it's it's a weird one. I'll probably have well, to catch him in the UFC, but um, it's a it is yeah. it's a weird one because, um, like some of the UK fighters and the European fighters have got visas for this UFC card coming Saturday, which was obviously um, switched from the London, and then some fighters didn't who are on that card. Obviously, there seems to have been some sort of visa issue with uh, Jake in terms of the contender series, which was announced uh, a bit earlier. It's, uh, it is strange. Um, from what I can gather, after his fight with you, there was not many people who wanted to fight him, but, you know, I don't know how true, true that is, but I know previously people like Jack Shaw have struggled to get fighters to want to fight him because they, Maybe they want to keep hold of their other fighters. Want to keep hold of their undefeated records and things like this. I I'm not sure the ins and outs of it, but I mean, it's interesting because that is a rematch that I'd like to see, and something which Danny has talked about a lot uh, over the last couple of months is sometimes it can be frustrating for British fans because you see these top level guys like yourself and Jake or. Um, who was it that we saw Jordan and um, some of the guys which he could potentially fight and has for you're almost you're meeting in cage warriors and you're cutting off each other's and undefeated streaks and, and runs of victories when really you want to see these fights on the biggest, biggest stage when both fighters are at their peaks uh, of their careers. Is that something like you mentioned earlier, actually that ultimately kind of the, the journey up in cage warriors and things like that. What matters is when you get to the biggest stage and you're the finished article as a fighter and as a competitor. Yeah. yeah there, well, there's, there's other avenues. Um, you, you can take, like, you don't have to go on cage warriors. Plenty of, plenty of guys have got to the UFC, uh, the path of least resistance, like fighting, uh, 15 guys getting undefeated and then going there. Mm. You can go on that path, but um, I just it's just a training ground for me. I just want to know when I'm when I'm going there. I'm the best best I can be, and um, if I'm making stupid mistakes like uh, in the last one, I'm obviously uh, not doing it right. So yeah, lessons are learned and. Um, yeah, I'm just looking forward to getting in there, fighting for the belt, getting the belt, and then uh, taking a little break and then worrying worrying about uh, what I'm going to do a few months down the line instead of straight away because these camps back to back, you don't get any time time to rest. It's always in the back of your mind. Um, so yeah, take take a good three months off competition, just um get better really I, i'm recover in the gym yeah but even just training wise uh, say the last 18 months or whatever i've been learning of course but um it's it'd be nice to just train relaxed where you haven't got a fight coming up you're just in the gym training um every time i've been training it's been i've got a fight coming up yeah, yeah, 100%. And I think, like you said, you've had a brutal uh, year or so in terms of everything 
illness, career, um, and obviously the pandemic and everything, which has gone with that as well. So it's been a very difficult year. So it does sound just like after all that, that once you get your title back, if you do, um, that you'd want to maybe let your body recover a little bit, you know? Um, Last time I'm going to ask you about JKD, I promise you. Um, But someone just sent me a post, which he put up this morning. Um, So I just want to get your opinion on Jody because we were just talking about it. But um, they sent me a post he put up this morning, which says nobody in the UK or Ireland is willing to uh, take this fight versus me. Um, I'm the king of the flyweights and uh, nobody will fight me. Uh, To be honest, I don't blame them. I blame myself for being a straight-up killer. Let's hope my visa situation is sorted ASAP so I can go and fight abroad. And I mean, in that, so even if we take out Jake Hadley from the situation there, like when fighters are on a bit of a a winning streak and they're getting the victories back-to-back and they're fighting fairly regular and, or if they're undefeated, like, could that is that a frustrating situation to be? You know, you've been on winning streaks and you've been dominating at different parts of your career. If people don't want to fight you, can that then be? Or when there's people pulling out of fights after they've said they'll fight, like you mentioned earlier, I don't know. Is that ask frustrating? That, ask the Brazilian guy that he probably just bottled fighting. That's who you want to ask. He there you he go. What I was saying before, now the the path of least resistance is is calling out people on a shitty show to try and fight him. No one's gonna fight him for three hundred quid on golden ticket. It's like that's that's how he claimed that I, I bottled it from from fighting him because uh, I I took a fight on ACB for some good money over the title fight on a, a smaller show. It's like. No I right, agree. Nah. Yeah, it's a, it's a weird one, isn't it? Like he's just speaking for for a bit of attention, and uh, that's all it is, man. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of people who like attention, and that's not me saying that Jake likes attention, by the way. But I think all fighters like attention. Let's be honest. But um, Jake Paul. And uh, Tyrone Woodley fought on the weekend. And I think the whole of the MMA world was hoping that Tyrone Woodley was going to finally put an end to it, mate. He didn't. Yeah. Um, uh, is this something that you follow, like, from the outside? Just, like, kind of yeah, keep an eye on, or you're not I mean, too bothered? No, a little bit. He, he did surprise me. I thought Woodley would would have finished him. Uh, but... But yeah, he was obviously tougher than we thought. I he's not a bad boxer, but oh, it's just going to be annoying seeing his face. Uh, uh, straight after the fight, mate, wasn't it? Legitimately good, uh, or if he isn't, or if it's a, all a setup, I don't know. Well, so like this, yeah, it's just such a strange one. Like I did say on last week's fight show I said that people are underestimating that Jake Paul is a half decent fighter he is not like yeah. I think people, what people forget is people keep saying oh he's only been fighting a year and he's a YouTuber but that's not true he's been training in boxing for very 
like years and years and years. He's just been a professional for the last couple fighting YouTubers and this and that. Um, I didn't think that it was a, a fix as some people do, but I saw um, a video popped up on my Facebook earlier and it was kind of questioning it because there was a point. The, the clip where he, he kept his brother up when he knocked him out. Yeah, and he's like, he knocked him out and then he was holding him up. That was Mayweather, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, in this, well, funny enough. League, but it's a dirty sport when money's involved. If it's people taking drugs or performing yeah. drugs or fixing stuff, as soon as there's money involved, there's cheaters and uh, you'll never know the truth, really. So, like, but, with that thing is the look right is if you're a and i'm not by any means saying that tyrone woodley did this but if you're a fighter who's coming to the end of their career 36 37 and you have had a good a great career but we all know mixed martial artists don't all get paid what they should um if a if a, a famous youtuber comes along and says i'll give you two million pound to box me you get two million pound cash plus a cut of the pay per view, but all you've got to do is not beat me yeah. and make it look yeah. half decent. You can't tell me that nine out of 10 36, 37 year olds who want to retire and have a nest egg wouldn't at least consider it, wouldn't take. I'm not saying Woodley did that, no, but in this yeah. clip that I saw earlier, um, there's two points which this guy was focusing on. So he shows, first of all, he shows the Mayweather clip that you mentioned where Floyd knocks out Logan Paul and then he kind of holds him up until he comes around. But in the Jake Paul, Tyrone Woodley fight, there's two points they focus on. And there's one where Tyrone Woodley nails him with like a straight cross and um, he kind of hits him like in the nose. And Jake Paul kind of goes like that as if to say, well, what are you doing? Stick to the plan. And Tyrone Woodley, instead of following up to it, he kind of goes, you know, as if he's saying, like, yeah, sorry, bro, I got a bit carried away there. And then the other point was the the bit where he hits him through the ropes and does not follow it up. Um, and, like, Danny's in the chat there. He says Tyrone was so frustrating to watch. Um, he just didn't let his finger off a trigger. Now, I don't think that necessarily means that the fight was fixed. Step into the world of power, loyalty and luck i'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse with family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chabacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chabacasino.com welcome to the family no purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Because that was the story of Tyrone Woodley in his last probably five or six fights in the UFC. Yeah. yeah. He just wouldn't let go of the trigger and he looked a shell of himself. Is where it is, isn't it? Like, um, yeah. if, like, if you got offered the big money to fight one of the Paul brothers or even just a UK YouTuber for big money, would you fight him in boxing? Well, yeah, of course, and um, yeah, that's that's just it. If you if you speak to his mate Aspirin, he, he's saying the same shit. It's like I've earned so much money doing this. Um, 
even if you look at that Anthony Taylor guy, I was in the I was in a cab with him when we were going to our Bama fights. Okay. You know that kid at Fort Fury. Yeah. And like the kid did away with it, man. But he was just like saying about money, and then he he's been battered and battered in training camp with that Logan Paul. He's like, I earned more money getting battered by him in training camps, and I did him before MMA career. And um, it's mad, though, isn't it? Yeah, absolutely crazy. You back on stuff when you realise how much uh, or how little money uh, these these guys are getting. But um, yeah, it is what it is. It's my one my one gripe with MMA as a whole is that unless you're Conor McGregor, John Jones, maybe like um, Adesanya, people like this, like the real um, biggest names in the game, unless you're those games, the rest of those fighters need to fight on a fairly regular basis to pay their bills, to to do this, to do that, to do that, you know. And in boxing, I th- I think it's fair to say um, that ranked fighters and and the top sort of half of fighters are, they're getting paid well, very well, where they'll probably never need to work again, certainly not for the foreseeable future. And I think. When you look at the risks compared in boxing to MMA, of course, like, there's more more risks of long-term health issues with MMA. Of course, there is. Um, yeah. And I hope one day that we can get to a point where MMA fighters get paid what they should be and the amounts they should be. But, you know, it's, uh, it's just one of those things, mate, isn't it? Um, look, last thing I'd like to do with you, mate, is something which I call the one-word game. Um, and basically, I just list off uh, about eight people, and you just tell me the first thing which springs to mind when you hear that name. Is that cool? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, so, uh, Luke Shanks, the one-word game. Let's go. Uh, Conor McGregor. A.O. Uh, Jake and Logan Paul. YouTube Kids. YouTube. Uh, yeah. Graham Boylan. Money. Uh, Jack the Tank Shaw. Grappler. Uh, Tyson Fury. Monster. Uh, John Jones. Steroids. Oof. Juice. <laughs> Juice. Uh, Daniel Cormier. Wrestler. And uh, and then finally, Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson. Go. I'll give him the go. <laughs> Here we go. And uh, nicely. Uh, LinkedIn. If you want to check out my exclusive interview with Demetrius Mighty Mouse Johnson, you can check that out on my YouTube channel, uh, Ace Podcast Nation. Uh, it's all there, uh, and I agree with Luke. He is the GOAT, and he, he didn't disappoint as well. And uh, he gave me 30 minutes of his time, and uh, we talked about all sorts, as well as a bit of MMA as well. But what a, a, a top man. Um, a few little interviews, actually, recently with some nice uh, some names from across the pond. Uh, one championships heavyweight champion of the world, uh, Arjan Bula, 
gave me a good 15 minutes of his time. We were chatting about all sorts of stuff, including CM Punk's return to wrestling, bizarrely enough, but uh, we talked all sorts. But um, Luke Shanks, it's been a pleasure, mate. Really, uh, really enjoyed chatting to you, as always, my friend. And um, you too, my man. Best of uh, best of luck with your fight, which is coming up. What day is what day is your fight with them, um, Sam? On, I think it's on the second Friday. Second. Is it? No, no. Then they're okay. putting all the title fights on the Saturday now, so second. Ah, okay. So there we go. Yeah. yeah. So second um, of October. It's going to be really, really interesting. Um, best of luck for your fight, of course. And um, I, I got to be honest, mate. It's one of uh, for me out of all these trilogy. Watching you and Sam go at it for the flyweight title is um, it's going to be really, really special because I've I know both of you. I um, yeah. part of me wants Sam to win because obviously, like you said, he's missed out twice and he's come so close to winning it. And then part of me wants you to win because I know how hard you work to get the title. I saw you put on an all-time great performance to win the title and then unfortunately you had some issues with the defense and then you've worked hard to get back up there and to you know to look to get that fight again it's um it's going to be fascinating mate and uh, it's one of those where i don't think i'll be given a, a a prediction i'm just going to sit back and watch i'll leave the predictions to danny for that one but um for, for people who want to watch it uh, it's Thursday the 30th of September, 1st of October and 2nd of October in the evenings UK time. And uh, you can watch them at UFC Fight Pass, Cage Warriors 127, 128 and 129. Lucas fighting Sam Creasy on the 2nd. It's going to be a special show, so please do check it out. Um, we will be back on Sunday for a Danny Batten Fight Show. We're joined by Bellator MMA's Welsh welterweight Luke... Uh, I keep calling him Luke, mate. I hope I don't do that on Sunday. Lewis Long, and uh, that's going to be a good one. Um, Friday, it's all tough. Yeah, Friday evening, uh, myself and Rodri Giggs begin our new show live, 7 o'clock, talking all things football. So join us for that. But uh, until then, we bid you a farewell. Thank you for everyone for joining us. Thank you for everyone who downloads the audio and, uh, and watches later on. Appreciate it. Take it easy. Podcast Network. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.